Yo, what's up, guys? Thank you for listening to Contrast Comedy. I'm one of your hosts, Teddy B. And I'm Cherry Corley, the joke doctor. Yeah, man, and I'm the joke physician's assistant, and we're going to dissect some jokes in today's episode, talk about uh, Dave Chappelle and some other stuff. So sit back. Pat Williams, we're going to get in on yeah, Pat Williams. Get on I think like he Pat should be in Williams. on the title. You know. <laughs> For real. So sit back, relax, and enjoy, y'all. Peace. <laughs> We in like Flynn, baby, man. In like Flynn, man. All What's right. going on? What's up, man? How are you? Um, it's over like so. That's better. Yeah, That's man. Better. I'm good. Good. So how's the new year been treating you so far? So far, so good. That's Here, good to hear. Request that. Oh, yeah. Let me record. Cool. Yeah. There we go. Okay. I'm going to hit that again. All right. I think, yeah. yeah. My, uh, all right, good. This is, this is the season this year is going to, I've started to look at every like start. Cause I've been, um, looking at every year, like a season, like a television show. Right. So this is going to be my season of when I start my, my comedy club or start my, cause I'm tired of this shit. I'm t- There's way too many, there's way too many comics and there's not enough clubs for some reason. And it's getting too saturated. And like, I'm not, if I'm driving down to San Diego, damn it, I should be driving down to San Diego to get some time. So if I, that means if I got to have my own place, then I'm going to do it. And I'm going to have like one night where I'm going to charge comics. Like, hey, if you want to come through, put your money where your mouth is because I'm tired. Of like, And I'm not trying to sound conceited, but I've been putting in work. Like I came to the realization that every day, every month, pretty much practically almost every day of 2023, I did nothing but comedy. Like I am a funny motherfucker. Like I can get on stage and I can make people laugh. Am I going to make them crack up and laugh all the time? No, but I have 75% of accuracy knowing that I can get up on stage and I can make people laugh. I'm funnier than half these, some of these comics that are just doing this. And then plus it's like, where do I want to be? Do I want to be known as the dude that just always doing open mic comic comedy clubs? No, I want to have a place. I want to put up comics. I want to be a comic and I want, so that's what I'm doing this year. I'm a little fucking make it happen. Good. Yeah. Well, that's the key, man. It's like, you know, it was like, uh, I learned this from back in the day. Uh, who was it? Uh, shit. Um, damn, how come his, his name escapes me? Anyway, he was, hang on, I have to look it up because now it's going to bother me. I should know his name <laughs> right off the top of my head and I don't. Comedian? Um, oh, and Robin yeah. Williams is in the car with you? Well, that was one thing, right? Um, that was one thing, right? So, uh, TV show. Oh, the dude who's doing coach? Uh, that Craig was Jeff, Jeff Wayne. Jeff oh. Wayne. Yeah, but it was actually uh, produced, uh, mm. created and produced by um, the um, producer of that was uh, the same guy who basically did uh, coach, Barry okay. Kemp. Yeah, Barry Kemp was uh, one of the he 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 started uh, he you know created Coach. He was now the one of the he was the head writer on Big Daddy's Barbecue, which was Jeff Wayne's, um, uh, you know, show, and it lasted three episodes. Um, I don't even know who Jeff Wayne is. <laughs> Jeff Wayne, Jeff Wayne is now he does he does he was edgy, razor sharp, right? As edgy right wing political kind of edgy guy and and here's the thing you, there's not a lot of room now there might be a little more room for that but yeah. but anyway funny right it wasn't just yeah, stupid <laughs> attacks gut like gutfeld makes it has no substance no it doesn't start with anything it's just an emotional abrasive attack and it doesn't yeah. really start with anything yeah. i don't care if you pick right wing or left wing but if you start with a fact and you put that out there and then you have a joke about it that's great mm-hmm. but if you just like blah you know like a lot of comedians do that with trump and that's the mistake they make it's like don't just you know oh that orange asshole that doesn't that's not a joke that's just an emotional outburst but if you have some substance behind it like you know what was it the, like when during his first campaign it was like a three-ring circus Mm-hmm. It was like, 
it was just always something happening every day. There was some sort of scandal going on with Trump's campaign. And it was like a, it was like it was like it was like a circus. It was like, you know, Ringling Brothers went out of business this year. They went bankrupt. No I think way. Trump forced him into bankruptcy because, you know, he wanted to take that business model. You know, <laughs> basically, that's so that's a ironic yeah. part of a joke. Yeah. And it can, and, you know, can work or, you know, how the Trump um, people were acting after the election. They were like they were like um, it was like the Patriots uh, fans after their guy was oh, clearly out of bounds, but they got the call from the oh, ref and they one. won the game. <laughs> and even uh, the color commentators on, oh, his foot was definitely on the line. It's clear there, but the, uh, the refs are sticking with the decision. Uh, and it looks like the Patriots won the game and all the fans are going, yeah, you know, stop your crying, bitches. And it's like, and they know shit was wrong, right? And they know it. Uh, but, you know, that, so you're doing an analogy with an act out, yeah. something. But, you know, uh, Gutfeld just gets up there and, you know, just makes a joke. Oh, sleepy Joe Biden. And he, oh, he's going to get a laugh. And he's only got a handful of people in, in that audience. You notice they never show no, no, the audience. They never show the audience. Yeah, you're no talking fucking about audience. That. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, so yeah. that, uh, but, you know, when you're, so Jeff Wayne's comedy was sharp, right? Mm -hmm. And he's, it was just razor sharp. He had great attacks, you know, used to pick on me all the time because I was left wing and I'm funny. And he and I got in an argument one time about, <clears throat> I said, it's not just the jokes. It's about the connection you have with that audience. Yeah. He goes, fuck that. It's jokes. It's about the joke. It's only about the jokes. I go, bullshit, because otherwise we can listen to a computer do it. Yeah. We don't care. We wouldn't care that you're up there. You know, you have a substance. You have an energy. You have an edge and that people enjoy that edge. That's why they like watching you. You, has a, you have a different emotion, different persona. Yeah. It's like I get up there. It's a different emotion, different persona. Yeah. Who are you? And why should we care? It's the dramatic question, man. Don't you know anything about literature? No. You know, and no. he and I used to get into these dumb, <laughs> like these these arguments. But he would always book me. Hmm. But Jeff Wayne, like, so despite the fact that ever after I got on stage, he he was always the MC. He'd get up there and make fun of me. What would he, he say about you? Oh, just make some fucking joke oh, you like about a bleeding my heart previous shit? joke. Like, oh. yeah, exactly. This bleeding heart. You know, I'm surprised. I'm surprised we don't need a hazman team after this bleeding heart liberal bled all over the stage, you know, and that kind of thing. So what do you pick on me? But Jeff Wayne. So he did this series, right? He had the shot that get the series. And he, Barry Kemp, started this show called Big Daddy's Barbecue. And it lasted like three episodes. And they don't even call it a series now. They call it a mini series. Oh, like that's it was intended Jeff to Wayne. be that way. Okay. I've seen this dude before. So Jeff, instead of giving up, mm -hmm. which is like heartbreaking, you get your series canceled. That's your shot. Yeah. And a lot of comedians just disappear. Yeah. Know? So Off I know a couple ways. of them became chiropractors, you know. <laughs> It's like if they're not going to crack you up, they're going to crack, they'll crack you. your back. Right. Right. <laughs> right. Exactly. So Jeff, though, Jeff reemerged, reinvented, reemerged. And now he does cruises and he's mm -hmm. booked on cruises. And it's it's for me, it's almost painful to watch because he's happy. Jeff Wayne. Oh, and you like, you know, that. and I like the edgy Jeff Wayne. But he doing what he loves, man, had well, to I mean, reinvent, did what he had to do to keep working in the business and pay his bills and pay his child support and pay his spouse's support. And he did what he had to fucking do. This man is like, that's why I'm I'm a champion of Jeff Wayne, yeah. because this man is like uh, he did. He did the job. He did what he, he wanted back, to do. Reinvented yeah. is now working full time as a cruise comedian and good for him. It's not exactly know. like what happened with you, but like with the uh, with that one comedy club owner. When you start going oh, yeah. also, also political instead of being the happy go lucky Jerry yeah, Seinfeld. Yeah, when I went to when I went from being the Jerry Seinfeldian comedian, the quirky Jerry. Yeah, he was like, I came back after meeting George Carlin, and George Carlin was like, "Take the shit that drives you crazy, and make it funny," and I started to. You know, talk about politics. That's when I came up with jokes about illegal immigration and talking about illegal immigration from the point of view of you're all motherfucking illegal, you know, if you're not native. Right. Right. 
I'm Choctaw and Irish, by the way. So we hate each other, uh, but um, we hate ourselves. It's like, but uh, see, but the Choctaw part of me is Native American. It's like, I don't think any of you motherfuckers are Native. So you're all illegal. Mm-hmm. I remember saying I'm Irish and Native American when I was in Iowa. And this guy yelled out, why don't you go back to where you came from? And I said, I'd like to, but the English occupy both my territories. <laughs> you know? And it's a, a benign response, but it's funny. And you can't argue against it. Um, so he actually applauded. You know, yeah, all right, that's a good one, right? So uh, I don't know what that means, but that's a good one. English, what, what, they, they ain't here. They ain't no English here, <laughs> right? Yeah, exactly. They're, people are people are ignorant. If yeah. we have just that we have a society of ignorant motherfuckers, and it's like, and you think easier about easier to keep them. Think that about way. It. we got fifty states, and most people are pretty non-literate mm-hmm. in socio-political issues, right? History or geography or- Even non-literate you know, in finances. Right, in finances, definitely, because basically investment banks told the schools or told the education system what to teach people because they didn't want them being rich. They yeah. want them to depend on a paycheck from the man. Dude, That's rich got, man, poor man. Yeah, we got 50 states, but yet still we have some states that are pr- practically worse off than third world, third world, third world countries. Like if you talk about education, you can't even say world. That's so funny. Right? <laughs> <laughs> but it was like, but it's so true. America. I was just going to say that we got 50 states and imagine being in a country that's not very bright and being 49th or 50th <laughs> in education. <laughs> and these motherfuckers vote. No right? child left behind. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. well, we should leave them behind. But we all got uh, left behind. <laughs> I remember going from New York to California and 13 years old, going from leaving New York and being in the honor system, coming out to California. And I kid you not, my brother has the same complaint. He says, everything in that high school, when we came here, everything was review, except for I took French because I already took Spanish in New York, but they wouldn't accept those credits mm. from seventh and eighth grade Spanish. Oh, we, you know, we don't teach foreign language in California in middle school. We only teach it in high school, so we can't accept those credits. What I should have done is uh, what I should have done is sue them. Right. Right. And to taking a competency test and gotten credit for that. Uh, but, uh, you, you know, I was only a kid, so I didn't you know. know. You uh, know. I didn't know I had that advantage to me. I didn't learn that until I got out of college because they didn't teach civics in high school. No, they don't want us knowing that type of stuff. Again, they so, want yeah, us dumb. they don't, man. They want us to be dumb. Even George W. George H. W. Bush said this, you know, you know about funding schools and funding uh, college and stuff like that. Well, you know, not everybody needs to go to college. Not going to do it. Not everybody needs to go to college. It's like we need the people who build bridges and people who take pick up the trash. We need those people. Dude, so there's a book. It's like was- he wants to separate the rich from the poor. No, that's the whole thing. So there's like a couple of books I've been reading lately. One of the books is talking about because I'm starting another thing about 2024 is I want to be. You learned black. how to read. Is that what you're trying ah, to say? Ha, ha. Hey, <laughs> black people can read, buddy. Really? <laughs> Not according to the Florida history books. Uh, no, right. They, they don't even want us knowing. About no, it's that. like I know you read a lot and you read. Well, yeah. you listen, to, listen a lot, to a lot, of but books. you listen so, yeah. and you also read. And I take it and I take it the notes, right. but I also read, too. But one of the books I was listening to You're like, is oh, the EA is pronounced red. <laughs> OK, one of the books I was reading or listening to is The Psychology of Money. And what he was talking about was that it was practically where um, the mil- being a millionaire is almost becoming the new middle class. You know what I'm saying? Because it is where this like this poor like they really have like you like the whole 80s was about eroding that middle class that was created in the 1950s and 1960s. Like if if the people in the 1920s could like have a time machine and you see like all the hard work and shit that they had to put. Like, I understand now, like I'm only 41 and I can understand like a lot of these old motherfuckers. Like I did all this shit for you motherfuckers. And look at this, like, man, it is shitty. It's like a slap in the face, especially when you learn all the history about everything. What are you, what are you trying to say? I'm, I'm listening. To, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, I did I'm, all, I'm shit, all, all what place. shit. I'm all You're talking like place. Chappelle in, in Dreamer. <laughs> well, because I have the not finishing the ideas. I, I, I got to get the information out of my head. All right. So America was built 
on a like a lot of so we had the Great Depression, right? After the Great Depression, uh, we lost a lot of money. And then we had World War Two, I believe. And that's where a lot of like the money started coming back into play. And then a lot of the building up uh, happened until when the men got back from the war. Uh, the GI Bill got into play. FDR was doing the whole uh, re- not, not reconstruction, but where um, uh, that's how redlining and all that shit got into play, too. But it was that one bill where everybody just started getting money. Right. So then people started migrating out of the farm areas, out into the cities. And then that's kind of like how metropolises and everything started getting created and everything. And um, damn it, I'm going to lose myself on this now. Uh, Oh, so all the money was being built. Like everything was being built. America's great. America's we're all on our high horses and all that shit. Right. We have middle class. Everybody's equal in a sense, you know, and that's why a lot of the times older people, like older generations and boomers are like looking at us like, come on, guys, we're all I think you're talking all... about the New Deal, the right? New Deal. Yes, that's the thing with FDR, the New Deal. So everybody's now on equal terms. Well, looks at all white people are on equal terms, black people, Mexicans, you know, we're not on equal terms as of yet. Mm-hmm. Till to the day, we're still not necessarily on equal terms. But anyways, I digress. So all white people are kind of like on equal terms now where they're like, hey, there's no really like poor. There's like middle class. Right. And then we get hit with the 80s and then fucking Reagan and his whole deconstruction of everything, which kind of also happened in the 70s with Nixon and shit. But they just started deconstructing all that whole middle class to where now there really isn't like a like a middle class is being basically almost like a millionaire. You have to have that type of money. Like there's been so many polls that are going on saying that the average American needs like over. I think it's it's over like two hundred thousand dollars. I might be that might be a hyperbole, but it's a lot of fucking money just to live. (laughs) It's horrible. It shouldn't you know, be like that. And that's not how America was. That's not how America was built. That's not how the founding fathers founded America. That's not what they wanted. You know what I'm saying? But that's kind of like they kind of did, though. I mean, so? they, they separated the landowners from the non landowners. That was a big that's a big piece of vernacular that's used in a lot of that classic. The the founding fathers um, verbiage mm-hmm. is the landowners versus the non landowners, which is very British. Right. So it's like well, who are the plebeians from. versus the landowners, the <laughs> landlords, the lords. Yeah. And it's like and then so we have, you know, that's still that sense. Right. And it's like even this, uh, 1935, it's Social Security right back in the day, most black people, a lot of black people were not covered because the bill did not have Social Security provided for the agriculturalists no. and uh, the people who worked in domestic uh, jobs like uh, housekeepers and things like that. And that was predominantly the black community who was working mm-hmm. agriculture back then and the um, housekeeping and, and domestic like, yeah, domestic right? service, Nannies, service work domestic and shit. services. Yeah. And it's like so they were discluded from Social Security, and that was their way of discluding black Americans mm-hmm. from uh, fucking Social Security. So uh, and it's like, but you see this all throughout history with neighborhoods right now that intentionally, you know, raise the prices of homes increase the taxes like you go to pasadena it's 10.5 percent sales tax 10.5 fucking percent sales tax florida it's 6.5 right but 10.5 in pasadena pasadena is its own independent city outside of la it's in la county but it's not regulated in la city that's kind of like del mar Right. And it's like they have that high living because they want Mm -hmm. to separate and keep your people who don't make that kind of money out of Pasadena. (laughs) So, um, you know, so they can build a build a neighborhood or community that is sort of like not necessarily everybody's affluent, Mm -hmm. but everybody can afford to live there. So that helps to keep the neighborhood clean. Yeah. You know, and that's that, you know, that's happening where you go to these places. That's what they're doing. Right. So it's like, man, it's fucking expensive in these places. Um, They do have some rent control there. That's good. But they had to work really hard to get that. Now, um, 
Anyway, so that's how did we get off on this? Because uh, I just because I reading, it, a, reading a new book, reading the, a new book, and then I was talking about the, the psychology, I saw of, psychology of money. Millionaires are now almost the new middle class, and then he was talking about how there's like certain things that if we don't look at it as like because of this, this is what affects this. But he's saying that because of uh, what happened in night because of nine eleven. Um, banks started going down on like the interest hikes and all, or they started holding back on the entrances. What's kind of tied into this, uh, I forget what else with the housing market, which kind of made the housing market crash. But then, so what they decided to do was, Hey, let's migrate all the money towards making people making like my generation be all about college. That's why it was like my generation. There is so fucking huge in college debt. That was because right around in 2000, when we all started graduating, and that's when they were drilling in old college, four year college, blah, 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 blah. And half all my four year college to get into 25 years of payment plans to (laughs) the banks. Where I'm like, I'm 80 years old and I'm still paying off my bachelor's, my bachelor's degree in liberal arts (laughs) that I never used because i'm fucking slinging coffee at starbucks but this motherfucker's getting paid seven thousand dollars a day to be a non-playable character on tiktok society is fucked man (laughs) it's the hidden places to make money right but it's so jacked up too like why well that's why they make prostitution illegal because they don't want women having that power power, to use the power of the pussy to be able to make money with it because there are women who can make a ton oh my god Oh my God! Doing yes. this, dude. They're making, like, they're making tons valuable. of money on only on only the, that chick. Think left. about it. She was a teacher, it's, bro. She was a it's teacher. Simple said, supply and demand. Yes, of course. Men don't know how to get pussy. No. Women, uh, you know, just say, "Oh, well, you can get some." Therapist. That's a thousand dollars for one night. Oh, and guys are like, "I'll pay it." You're hot, right? Yes, yes. And so there are women like even that that stripper I did way back in the day in uh, in Vegas. She was a realtor. Uh, when the real estate market dumped, she she had to make money, so she started stripping. And she said, "I make about ten thousand a weekend." Yeah. And I'm like, "Holy cow!" She goes, "I don't know if I'm going back to selling real estate. Why? I'll invest in it, right? But why want to sell it when I can? Why do I want to? You know, I don't have to hustle. I just have to put on sexy clothes, come hey. here, show my titties, so and I get paid. A couple minutes. Look at a guy. Look at a guy like I like him. Yeah. And he gives me more money. Exactly. It's dumb. Because it's, it's dumb. you know I get to practice my acting skills, and it's and she goes, "You want to go on my boat tomorrow with me?" <laughs> I was like, "Okay." <laughs> <laughs> but so dude, it was dude. like. Yeah. Now, you know, I learned a lot from that experience. Like, one, I didn't have to pay money to get attention from a stripper. I just had to sit there and write jokes, and they get really curious as to why you're not paying attention. They so just like talk Dave to them like they're your reading, friends, make some jokes to writing, them. You're writing jokes, he's reading books at strip clubs. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that's another thing we were talking about. We were talking about, yeah. um, you, you were talking about um, Dreamer. Yes, I liked it, dude. I really liked it. I liked it. I hear there's a lot of people that say I think that I think he just I thought he just kind of phoned it in. I thought thought he was just like he's telling these long philosophical stories. I think he's taking himself too serious as a philosopher rather than a comedian. Well, what it's one of those things like that that saying goes when everybody keeps saying shit, you eventually got to start becoming. And I don't know, but yeah, I mean, like it's one of those things like what. When I was like, oh, shit, it's a Dave Chappelle. I'm now at this stage of like with Dave where it's like I go into him more of just like what what's he going to say more and more or less of like, oh, he's going to crack some funny jokes or something like that. You know, I'm just looking just like going in for the stories. Like I, I listened to everything. I even took notes for all this to see like of like how it was. Because I think it was either Sticks and Stones or one of them where I was, I pulled back. And I usually don't pull back on Dave, but I was just like, ooh, Dave, I don't know about that. Why are you doing, like, why are you saying shit like that? Because but, the whole thing one, was Sticks I didn't and really Stones. That one. It was a theme. The theme was Sticks and Stones, meaning mm. we used to say Sticks and Stones can break our bones, but so names can never hurt us. Good. Okay, I got it. And now, all of a sudden, We're words yeah. are hurting us. Yes. 
Words have power. You know, a fist to the face has power. I got stomped on the head with a fucking cowboy boot back when I was in middle school when I first came to Stockton, California from New York. I got I hit no over the head with a crowbar. I came, I came here and I get, I get stomped by a fucking cowboy boot in gym class. That's right, a cowboy boot in gym class. That's fucking Stockton, California, right? So I get stomped by this dude and it's like... um now, granted, I threw a basketball in his face, uh, but he got in my face. So I threw a basketball in the face, and then he, he, I got jumped by him and a couple of his friends. So it's like, uh, uh, but here the deal was that, uh, you know, uh, what, what point was I trying to make? Going to, to Stockton. Oh, yeah. So that hurts, right? Yeah, the names. Words, yeah. I never bothered me. No. You know, I was I was like the uh, I was the drum major in the marching band. They called me the band fag, right? They called the entire band band fags. You know, they called the drama drama queers, yeah, or choir drama queers, players. and drama yeah. geeks, right? So it was like those names didn't hurt us. It's like who cares? You know, whatever, mm. think whatever you want. I was also an MB, MVP on my soccer team, so I mean, I was a jock as well as a, a as a band fag. So, and I was like, get it right, bitches. I'm the drum major. I'm the head band fag. So, <laughs> well, we're human beings. We just always want to give but, people labels. But the thing is, in a box. like. Yeah, and the thing is, it's like those were names, right? And it's like, oh, yes, it's gonna hurt you, but they don't. The, the names, and now we're in a whole place where we're trying to correct things which yeah. is nice it's good you can't legislate morality though and no. it's like you just raise your kids right exactly um, and and so dave's i think dave was trying to make a point sticks and stones mm-hmm. and we're now in a time where people will have to worry about what people say and um you know so we're in that situation now um but yeah with dreamer i i see what you mean i don't know if sticks and stones had me pull back uh, when I watched, I thought it was, I was just so happy to see Dave back. Yeah. Right. After 10 year hiatus. Yeah. And I said, man, let's see how this goes. Cause he's been absent for 10 years and it's like, and he got up there and he crushed it. So it was like, I that's, I didn't really look at the substance. What other notes did you take from dreamer? Uh, another note that took uh, his opening joke to compare and contrast. And then he had, he used ambivalence when he was all like, this is the same place where I was, where I was performing at, where I did uh, killing him softly. My wife was over there with my, and she was pregnant with my son who I now smoke weed with that nigga. And everybody yeah. starts laughing and I laugh. Cause I mean, that's a good, good compare and contrast. And it's also the, the ambivalence of like, well, dude, you're well, a parent. Remember how the delivery was important because yes. what he says, like, and she was pregnant with my child. Who now I smoke weed with. And he's like, I now smoke weed. And it's just like, it's yeah, just an abrupt turn. Yeah. I now smoke weed with that nigga. Yeah, that's right. It was so, uh, such it's a like, nice it's like a little nice aside, you know, because yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah, it's yeah. like what you do. Yeah, so that was good. Um, I I like, because there was a lot of news articles that were saying he was punching down. I don't think this was a, we were just punching down on this joke. But the whole Jim Carrey, man on the moon analogy joke. Where he's all like, I was down after my dad had died. And they were like, hey, you want to meet Jim Carrey? He's like, yeah, I want to meet Jim Carrey. But this is when Jim Carrey was doing Man on the Moon. So he was totally method on his whole Andy Kaufman ship. So, and by the way, that's not method. That's not method. But what Jim that's was not doing? method. What's that? Method was? is using your body as an instrument uh-huh. to play a character for the time you need to play the character. What was and then you get out uh-huh. and everybody who's taught method where I when I in my uh, training is always say you do not stay in character because <laughs> what happens is the brain will rewire right? synapses yeah. we become that person and you and it's like after Jim Carrey was done shooting that thing in that in that uh, documentary he did he goes I didn't know who I was yeah, yeah dumbass because you weren't acting you were channeling that's a whole different thing that's dangerous it is because look where he is right now he's still trying to figure out who he is yeah, he's he's a, yeah, yeah long ass beard not really doing yeah. that much comedy anymore doesn't really done that many movies yeah it really fucked him up yeah it really messed him up because he didn't act yeah. he basically channeled channeled was, uh, he coffee. did a great job channeling did a great fucking, and the other I thing i didn't like that dave Chappelle said you know it's a god-given talent no it's not motherfucker it's skill and he practiced his ass off since he was a as kid. a child, since he was since a, kid, he was a kid, kid, learning how to do impressions. Yeah. Stop saying it's a God-given talent. But to a lot of people, that does seem like it's a God-given talent to sit there and, and that's a that lie. Why gaslight people? Well, who else is that? Who, who else has been that good as Jim Carrey? 
What? Who else like, has been uh, that good as Jim Carrey? That's uh, that like great. That with, prolific as yeah. a as aside a, from as Robin Williams. Aside from Robin Williams. Okay, there's one. All right, Rich Little. He was a good impressionist, yes, not good yes, as, yes, as good yes, as Jim Carrey. Yeah. There's a lot. You go to Vegas. There's a lot of really good impressionists. Okay. Right. So it's like, but Jim Carrey really gets channels that. There's a good friend of mine. Um, his name is uh, oh shit, sorry, Kenny Block. So Kenny and I got together, and Kenny, man, he used to do this Johnny Carson that was so good. Even pe- people that were Rich Little's manager said, "You're better than Rich Little." Wow. And he would find the nuance in the voice that was so true. And it would be like, I remember stand, we were standing in line at a hotel waiting to register uh, for, because uh, we're standing at, we we're performing at this hotel at the same time. And so he was there, we're standing there. He were trading fours with, with Johnny Carson. And he was doing his Johnny. I'm doing my Johnny. And people were like, oh, yeah, his Johnny's way better. I said, I know. Isn't it amazing? He nails this Johnny. My only thing was, is that weird? That's that's so weird. That was my only thing I could do. But he was just doing this whole thing, right? So we were there because he was ready to quit because his impressions were brilliant, but his substance sucked. His Uh jokes were bad. He relied just on the impressions. And I said, your only problem is you don't have any material to go with your impressions. So I said, don't don't depress me. If you quit the business, I'm gonna be depressed because you're really, really good. You're talented. And it's like, um, you know how to, you really nail these impressions. I said, what you need is an act. So before you quit, I'm coming to Vegas for an entire week. We're going to rent a hotel and said, you're going to show up every morning at eight o'clock like it's your job. And we're going to work eight to five on building this new act for a week. And so I wrote him a new act. And the act was 25 years of Johnny Carson, where he would bring on these guests and be the guests. Yeah. So we did that. He got booked three weeks later at a resort called Westward Ho. <laughs> Where we go, Westward, and it was like a real, like it was a, basically a money is a lawn, money laundering front for the mob, and um, it was right across the street from the Riviera, right? And it was like, uh, but he got booked. He was getting paid. I think it was like his his contract was like three hundred thousand a year, three hundred fifty thousand a year, and he was like solid, right? So he gets this money. They filed for bankruptcy. Six, uh, it was what, three or six months into it, they Damn. paid. They liked him so much, they paid him outside the bankruptcy the balance of what they owed him. Mm-hmm. So now he had this cushion, money cushion to sit on, and then he now he does cruises all the time. So um, and he's added singing to it. So um, look at that. So I mean, he's a he's a really good impressionist, but Jim Carrey, you know, it's like now there's that whole argument. It can it be God given? It's like it's like what what's it? Um, um, uh, Chris Paul, mm-hmm. like one of the top three points. Oh yeah, where he's all like, I hate when people sit there and says that. I it's hate a, when people say it's God given talent because when you sit, I worked my practice. ass off. I wasn't a great shooter in high school, mm-hmm. but I worked my ass off and became a great shooter. Got coaching. I, I get it. I get it. Great. Same thing with I Jim Carrey. It. Right. So it's too. like musicians. I practice eight hours a day or six hours a day. You know, God given talent. I wouldn't need to practice. Yeah. Right. I get it. I wouldn't. So it's like. So that's one of the things. I I see what he was saying though. Yeah. Right? He's trying to connect. He's with trying his to audience. connect with his audience and saying that. So he's all like, I go see Jim Carrey, and I'm like Jim, and they're like, No, it's Andy. It's so. <laughs> to me, I, I get all that. Is he's all like, I didn't see the, this whole time of like how this is this prolific thing and how Jim's doing all this. You know, I just wanted to see Jim Carrey, and this nigga has to. I have to pretend this nigga's Andy Kaufman, and that's how I feel about trans people. And I, I thought that was funny. I didn't think that was punching down. He's just putting it into like how he feels about a trans person, where he would be like, and I, I get it that there's still that kind of like that Neanderthal thinking of it. But this, he's just put in it in a sense of how he can make it understandable, uh, understandable, I guess you could say. And I thought that was funny. I didn't see that as punching down. Yeah, I don't see it as punching down either. I think it's just it was triggering for people. Right. So uh, I don't see not as triggering as the shit he said. It like sticks and stones and fucking. It doesn't uh, matter now, man. Whatever he once he mentions, says the word trans. Then it's just 
it's it's going to trigger people, right? That's the first thing they do is they get triggered by that. That was like, uh, and they don't even think. It's just like the there's a joke I do on stage uh, when I did it on, ra- on the radio, and I tell it in one of my YouTube videos that I'm at a radio station, and right in the middle of a, you know, dur- during the interview, uh, they cut away to do some news. And before they come back to us, the news lady, she does this little fluff piece. Now, a fluff piece is just sort of a, like a cultural, you know, uh filler that uh, is talking about what's happening around the world right so usually celebrity culture or something and she comes back and she says well t- tomorrow's friday the 13th um and she goes you know a lot of people have phobias you know did you know there's actually there's some weird phobias there's a fear of having something to your left side called sinistrophobia there's a fear of having something to your right side called dextrophobia and i'm i'm, th- I'm hearing a three-way build-up so i said hey what do they call the fear of having something behind you what's that called homophobia and it got a big laugh and the strobe goes off and then people call it in wanting tickets. Yeah. It's a three-way buildup. And basically, if you listen to that joke, what do they call that? The fear of having something behind you, what do they call that? Homophobia. That joke is making fun of homophobes, not, not homosexuals. Yeah. Right? It's like, because people get, you have something behind you, they're going to be afraid because they're homophobes. And so people, would, but the comments I get, oh, and this homophobic, <laughs> these homophobic <laughs> jokes. It's like, no asshole. Oh. It's like one of the people I re- responded to would go, so one day, sometimes you just get fucking sick of it, right? So I, right? Yeah. I, I respond back, and usually I respond back with kindness. This time I goes, you know, if you really listen to the fucking joke, <laughs> see that it's not a joke about homophobes. It's not a joke about homosexuals. It's a joke about homophobes. What, are you also retarded? <laughs> well, you can't now use that, that word, sir. That would be that word, a sir. word that I'm not supposed to use. We're so going to have to bleep yourself, that out. Right? We're going to have to bleep that out of the pot. Exactly. <laughs> and I did it on purpose <laughs> to point out yeah. that's, a, that's a word again, but it's still the trigger word. Mm-hmm. So you say yeah, just the sound of the word. Yeah. It's like, you know, so this guy's up there, this DJ, and what he does was, you know, he transitions from this fast tune into a slow soon into a slower song. And without, you can barely even tell he retards the music to go down. What? What? Oh, my God. He said retarded. retarded. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. (laughs) And then they're going on to how he now, instead of making fun of trance, he's punching down on the disabled. And it's like, come on, man. We haven't. Like, let, come on, people. Come on. Like, those, were, those weren't even that bad of disabled jokes. And the whole Madison Hawthorne shit, that was funny. Because I remember him. I remember him saying that stuff. And I was like, bro, ain't nobody doing that type of stuff. <laughs> and he but, was like, also, was like, I think, what was Madison, Madison Hawthorne had to get out because he was also involved in these orgies. He was part of even doing the cocaine into things. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> But he thought the jokes were funny. I mean, they even showed him at the end credits where he was at one of the shows laughing, <laughs> hackling over and stuff. Right. I mean, yeah. it's like the people get people want to find shit to get upset about. And it's like, uh, you know, I just didn't think it was his best stuff. I the didn't only, think they were. Yeah. The I, only, I thought I liked some of the I liked the stories uh-huh. and I liked the story about him being on stage. I'd like to hear what his point of view about being on stage is and you know about that whole when he was attacked the whole attack yeah. thing but what happened was he was making errors in his storytelling that were that he wasn't being um he wasn't being uh, uh he wasn't privy to in the storytelling which normally he is meaning he was also. using like he's and she's that were there were like, you know, three people involved and he does this and he does that. Wait a second. Who, who here is like, yeah. uh, you know, it's like uh, Jimmy Fox or the the security guy you just talked right, about. Right, right, he, right. He's the guy that was trying shoes. to get you, yeah. <laughs> you know? And so it was like, so there was a lot of that going on to where the story didn't flow like it should yeah. just because he was not paying attention to those to how it was flowing and how somebody else would hear it. Right. So I had to play kind of catch up in certain senses and it could have got, uh, I think could have gotten crisper laughs if it was clearer in his storytelling. Normally he's really good at that. No, yeah, it's like, no. and no. so that was wondering, I was like, all right, what's it? this to me? is like a guy who's fucking fed up with the bullshit he's been getting. Yeah, and then man just made like over $200 stage. million dollars doing a tour for almost two years, like shit. Yeah, yeah. But the only joke that I thought, that was like I didn't really care too much for and was like meh 
was his whole uh, when he was doing that submersible impression shit when he's all like these are the people about what the people of the titanic was saying to the people in the submersible that 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 joke was funny like oh, welcome to your they're like, yeah, yeah that shit was stupid but then he says it's <laughs> yes that shit but then he's all like but in 20 years I, when i'm 70 i want to take a submersible to see the submersible that yeah. shit was funny and he, well he did that he set it up as a callback he did i think two or three callbacks yeah he did a couple like, callbacks oh, look at that, that. Yeah, oh yeah, look yeah. at that you were like kicked him in, in the pussy was so good that i'm gonna do this again <laughs> yeah. and do it as a callback and so he yeah. did three callbacks yeah. which was very interesting because yeah. he doesn't do a lot of callbacks yeah. And I was like, okay, all right. So that's, that's, but you know, it's Dave Chappelle. So, yeah. I mean, he can do it. He's the goat, but the, he, yeah. when he said he's a lazy comic, I do see that because there is, when I went to go see him live, he did this one particular joke where I was hoping he was going to do it on here, but he didn't, but it was when he was out, he watched a, a Rick James porn. And I think that was one of his where, cause a lot of people Rick were James porn. Yeah. He watched a Rick James porno. Like it was starring Rick James and this porno. And he watched it and he like acted it all out and shit. It was hilarious. I was dying, but I was sitting in the front row. And I guess there was people up in the back and like in the uh like the nose bleeds and they didn't really think the joke was funny. So I could see where he's saying, like, I'm a lazy comic where I'm just like, fuck, these people are laughing. I did a good job. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> but you know, it was cool. He did like he he cut the show though. Like it's supposed to be like an hour long. At 40 minutes is where he's like, all right, I'm going to y'all just pretend I'm ending the show. And then he did that whole 20 minute story about what happened and following your dreams and all that shit. So that whole story was like 20 minutes long. Yeah, because I I noticed I looked at the timestamp when he said, "Okay, that's I'm going to tell you this one last story, but I got to go get a cigarette. Yeah. Right. And it's like I was like, what? What? Yeah. And then it's, it's like, like, damn, cigarettes really does something to your voice. <laughs> like that's all I can think is like from fucking twenty some years ago, killing him softly. How high pitch of a voice he has to where he is now, where he does sound like he almost sounds like a fucking uh, a, a, a a trainee who smoked too many fucking cigarettes because that's just had a rough. <laughs> it's HGH. <laughs> He's on HGH. It's human growth hormone. Oh shit! Look at the size of that motherfucker Dude, now. He is, yeah. He, he looks like fall. you know, uh, yeah. He looks like you know. He looks like Bobby Bonds. Look at his <laughs> look at Bobby Bonds' rookie picture, and then look at him later. And it's like that's exactly what Chappelle looks like. He looks like Bobby Bonds. It's like <laughs> it's crazy, man. But it was. I liked it. I enjoyed it. I thought it was cool. Uh, did well, I you, enjoyed it. I mean, but I think you know me. Me, it's like uh, you know. I, I, I just have such uh, such uh, I I guess high opinion of Chappelle yeah. that I was little I felt a little just like you know with uh, Bill Burr's last special the I felt Red a Lens little one? bit little bit let down but still yeah. I mean I was watching him he's gone through an evolution I also Chappelle's going through an evolution as well I and you could see it and he's can't how many shows has he walked out on because the motherfuckers had Keep cell phones their cameras. and I told yeah, you to take your camera. don't use yeah. a fucking cell phone yeah. and it's like that's the rule and they don't want to adhere to the rule it's like um yeah i could see where that's coming the yeah. other thing i wanted to talk about was uh i was just watching this thing and um unless you had something that you i was gonna say about. did you watch cat williams shit dude like bro he like sometimes people sit there and say shots fired cat williams had a full-on a missile assault attack on like majority of the kings the majority of the kings of comedy like there's majority of people in comedy Cat Williams hates. I can tell you the, the three people that Cat Williams likes. Dave Chappelle, Bernie Mac, and Cat Williams. Everybody else, <laughs> he was destroyed. I didn't even know this about Cedric the Entertainer, but Cedric steals jokes. He stole Cat's joke. And I, 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 I fact-checked it while I was watching the freaking, while I was watching the interview, and I saw the joke. I saw Cat's joke that he did on Comic View, and I saw the joke that Cedric was doing on, um, on uh kings of comedy and like cat said the only difference and i saw it was that instead of it being a car cedric made it a spaceship but all the mannerisms to doing this to popping out the car and all that stuff it's the same stuff that cat oh, did in his shit. stuff yeah yeah and then he was talking about how um 
like Steve Harvey and Ricky Smiley were blackballing him and all this stuff. And then the whole shit with Phase on Love. And like, I know there is like beef with him and Phase on Love. But man, Cat was just calling everybody. It was just, it's it's pure gold. But then a lot of comedians, because the a lot of the comedians in my social media group, some were sitting there saying that Cat is just jealous because a lot of these other dudes had better branding than what Cat Williams did. But then again, it's like, but like Cat says, He's been on like what 12 100, over 100 city tours, continuing to still do tours, sells out on all the tours that he does. So what that he's not in big movies and he's not doesn't have all these Netflix specials. Once again it's one of those things like what defines you as a successful comedian? You know, is it yeah, yeah. being an actor, having the Netflix specials? Is it being a Kevin Hart? Because he was going in on Kevin Hart. Yeah, know? he went he went on Kevin Hart Hart. Yeah. And it's like um and it's yeah, I watched some of the feedback. I just just before we got on this, I watched some of that, and it'd be like, um, well, Cat's self-destructive, <laughs> right? He's self-destructive. I mean, yeah. he had they had to pull his improv shows, and then uh, at another time, uh, what was it? I was looking at this uh, one piece right here. They were talking about um, uh, where Cat was like. Um, it's like uh, he was basically he said, I don't do drugs in this interview. I don't do drugs. I got five kids. He yes, said, dude, you were arrested for guns and drug charges. <laughs> so you got five kids and the, like the drugs aren't, you know, the drugs aren't a good influence for my kids. Dude, neither are guns. Neither are beating up people. You got your ass kicked by a seventh grader. Yeah, he got a dude. gun pulled on by a seventh grader. Yes. <laughs> so No, he got he got his ass beat because he challenged a seventh grader. A seventh oh, grader beat his ass. Him? There's a oh, video. Look wow, at the video of him getting his ass beat by a seventh grader. Oh, but God. he was arrested on drug charges doing a home raid. And said, don't tell me there's no. Oh, oh and then they dropped the charges because and then he was like, and then they dropped the charges because they found out it wasn't true. You were in jail, dude. They didn't drop any charges. You were you went to prison for it. Five years. Uh, this motherfucker talking about how he's because I, I was like, I one of my Facebook posts. I'm all like, Cat Williams used to change his name to Cap Williams because half the shit he was saying, I know it was Cat. There were certain things where people were like, hey, you know what he's saying? All everything about all like, look at all the 10 big comedians right now. Look at their light skinned wives. You never hear anything about the wives. I'm like, OK, you got me on that. OK, you got me on the Cedric shit. But you're going to sit there and tell me that you believe that this motherfucker was reading all the these books at 10 years old nigga please he was not doing that shit he was not doing that <laughs> you know and and i think he got mad at uh, uh kevin hart because kevin hart was like kevin hart drugs yeah. i said you know what but you know what kevin you know what uh, cat williams didn't choose kevin hart nfts bitch so it's like uh <laughs> he wasn't stupid enough to fall for that bullshit oh uh, yeah, but the thing is yeah. also uh dion cole says that cat, cat williams is one of the most generous men in yes. the business because dion cole dion. was saying he hands out money to to comedians yes right? and without even telling him who it without is tell, he would have girls do it and that's the other thing cat williams is a pimp like he is a real pimp he has a harem as a harem of women i can read between the lines he does not have women he does not have any men in his circle it's all women right what right, does right, i tell right. you he fucking <laughs> yeah that's right so it's like and that's how he plays it he plays it like a you know little rapper so he's he's out there on the road doing his work but here's the deal is unless he's investing which i don't think he is i don't know uh, if he is or not unless he's investing uh, no. and creating wealth for long term yeah. it's like one of the things the movies do uh, and the movies reach out to more people movies actually increase your ticket prices doing movies and he's like and what are his excuses i don't want i want to own my shit and it's like kevin hart says he doesn't own his shit he's got a netflix netflix special you think uh, he, kevin hart owns that shit no netflix owns that shit yeah right it's like it's like it, and this thing is it's like what bothers me is like back in the day comedians used to just fucking bash each other yeah Right. They'd support each other, even in their stupid quirks. And the, so it's like, why, why, why are they bashing each other so hard? It's like yeah. you should be supporting one another in this business. But, you know, Kevin, uh, uh, you know, Cat Williams, I as a performer, I really enjoy watching him. He's yeah, spontaneous, he's very good. fucking funny as hell. And that comes with his hundred city tours, man. The Black Robin Williams. That, that get up there with that audience. Yep. You develop that speed. Yeah. Um, but 
He's also in this a couple of the interviews I'm watching. I go, he's high as a fuck right now. <laughs> Dude, he was getting drunk in the shadow sharp. He was drinking the cognac before it even started. Like I'm over here, like what? Like this is how good. And and not only drinking the cognac, that dude is on either Prozac or, or Xanax or, or some fucking something, shit. man. Yes, because uh, he's like way mellow, way too mellow before he used to be. But like, where where are we at in a society now when a former football player is asking a tough question that Bryant Gumble is supposed to be asking? Like, what? Like, what's going on here? Why is it that we have to like again? Shit is fucked up, man. Like, people are going to podcasts because it's entertaining, and that's where people are going to go. And again, this is drama. Like Michael Blackson said, Cat Williams is a very smart midget. He's over here. He picked all the ten ten of the top comedians right now. So he could become relevant again. <laughs> and now everybody's talking about him. Q yeah. came on yeah. the internet to talk about it. Kevin Hart was talking about it during a basketball game. Uh, Ricky Smiley's been talking and crying about it. Like everybody, I can't, I really want to hear what Cedric has to say because he said, he's all like, sir, Cedric the Entertainer is not even funny. He has four net, he has four comedy specials, and they are not on Netflix or Tubi. Let me repeat that for the people in the back. He has four comedy specials, and they are not on Netflix or Tubi. <laughs> I was now, like, who was saying this? He, this was Cat saying this about Cedric the Entertainer, right? Yeah, but Cedric does have a Netflix special. He has one. I haven't seen it yet, but Cedric got a Netflix special. But like, I like Cedric. Cedric is like, he kind of reminds me of uh, who was the, was it Gleason? Jackie Gleason, who was in the Honeymooners and all that stuff. He's like a black, black Jackie Gleason to me. That's what Cedric, like Cedric's not, a. I don't like his stand-up comedy and I don't really see why he is. Can I call him an entertainer? Cause he ain't really entertaining. My son's <laughs> more entertaining than he is, but I do like Cedric as an actor. <laughs> <laughs> and then he calls Steve Harvey this bumpkin, uh, this bumpkin bumpkiss. And then I was like, and I do agree. Like, I think that Steve, like, this is just my personal opinion. I think Steve Harvey is the black version of Jeff Foxworthy. He just doesn't do the whole if you're a redneck. But like, I feel like uh, Jeff or Steve, like, a, uh, his appeal is towards those country black people. And that's like how Jeff's appeal is towards the country white people. So, yeah, that's just my thing. And then plus, they both got those funky ass mustaches and shit. And they both had television <laughs> shows that were on the WB that was kind of quasi okay. <laughs> you know, and it's just like, like I said with, with Jeff Wayne, going back to Jeff Wayne, Jeff Wayne is still reinvented himself, came back, and he's a working comic. That's what he's doing. Yeah. Maybe he then hit that special that made him the star. You know, Jerry Seinfeld, of course, is the biggest, uh, most successful, financially successful comedian of all time. Yeah. Uh, but um, not everybody's going to hit that. And everybody thinks that if they don't, if you're not a household name, you're not successful. Yeah. You know, and that's not true at Definition all. I mean, success. there are people that are making, you know, easily making seven, eight figures that are people don't even know who they are. Right. It's like you mentioned to the common man, Andrew Schultz, who go who? Yeah. But Angel Schultz is like his his price is like fifty five thousand in appearance right now. So mm -hmm. it's like fifty thousand in appearance right now. So it's like but um I saw this other thing that was talking about they had um uh you know they had sort of they were talking about Andrew Schultz and also uh what's his name who were we gonna cover in that a la carte but he decided to uh, oh it was Maniscalco Maniscalco right so Sebastian Maniscalco on the same podcast. and it's like <laughs> he's a cut it's like I don't think it's his fault I think it's I think it's well, he his has team. cunty ass lawyers and his team yeah, so cunt. we'll see I don't want to go out there calling oh, sorry, names sorry 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 I'll bleep that getting, out uh, he said whatever is gonna whatever's gonna happen is gonna sort out and um We'll have so it it's like, uh, uh, but here the, the 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 deal is that is like they were t the person doing the podcast was saying Andrew Schultz is a muppet compared to. Um, Maniscalco. Maniscalco wow. has all these specials, has done all this, has been in movies, is this, and Andrew Schultz is acting like he's on the same level. And it's like, uh, you know, it's like, who cares about levels, dude? Yeah. It's like Andrew Schultz self-produced his own stuff. He's hustling. He's out there. He's getting better. He's getting better and better and better every time he gets up on stage. Why does everybody need to? And it's like Maniscalco is like, and then the guy says, I can only handle Maniscalco for about 10 minutes. <laughs> so why are you bashing I, on Andrew yeah. Schultz? Uh, 
<laughs> because I think that's what's getting clicks. Yes, it is. That's the it's the rage. People want to hear the controversy. Rage bait, man. That's the new thing. I'm not going to bash other comedians yeah. just to get just to get clicks. It's yeah, not it's, my style, it's stupid, right? It's dude. like everybody's taking their journey, and Schultz is staying true to himself. The audiences love him, you know. Mm-hmm. And it was what was fun for me to watch Chappelle talk about how when he did the first special, killing him softly. Mm-hmm. How he couldn't even put butts in the seats. Yeah, that, I was like, wow. He had to go out and hand crazy. out tickets. He big, he had a big. I was like, whoa, people didn't want to see Dave Chappelle. Like, what? That's right. <laughs> they didn't know who Dave Chappelle was, man. <laughs> and now that man, now people are fighting to get tickets. But that's how Jerry Lewis and, uh, you know, Dean Martin started out in Atlantic City. They used to go out to the boardwalk during the day, hustle, do little shticks for people, give out tickets, and then come yeah, fill the showroom at that. night. Huh. And so that's how they started. It's like they'd go out and hustle. They go out and hustle tickets. So it's like it's still they're doing their work. A lot of yeah. people think I just wait and have a manager call and they set everything they're up. Set up. No, you got how it works. You got to no, hustle. That's why hustle. people now that the new boardwalk is social media. Yeah, I'm you learning know? it. I'm learning it. I'm getting out there doing it. I just topped 40,000 subscribers on YouTube. Hell yeah, man. No, I didn't think it was going to happen till February, but it that's happened. Dope. First Hell week of yeah. January, so I'm Congrats, happy. Congrats, bro. Thanks. Congrats, and it's like I've never really pushed it, never really promoted it until just started to do it. You know, it was interesting when I first started putting my stuff up. Uh-huh. I wasn't promoting it, and it was climbing all on its own just because, and I wasn't even pimping out videos that yeah. much. But now I'm doing more, and it's the subscriber base is slower. So it says to me, well, there's more out there now. Number one, number two, uh, it's such a niche. Right. It's not. Mm-hmm. So I got to broaden the topics and yeah. like talk about maybe talk about friends and why the jokes are funny or weren't funny. Or yeah. Talk about Seinfeld and why it appealed or like and office, didn't appeal. like office space and like or not office space, the office. But the office and like what's funny. Like, why is the American version funnier than the British version? So like, yeah, 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 uh, that, you know. Or, you know, Ricky, or, Ricky or Gervais would not say so. <laughs> I need to watch that special. I haven't watched the special yet. But or I got to watch even... that special because I li- the, 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 the part they were putting on the trailer that they said was controversial. Mm. What it was, was was the same example, same type of example I use when I talk about, you know, it's like he doesn't even look like he's in the NBA. And it's um, like, and then and people go, ooh, like, why'd you groan at that? Because it's racist. Why is it racist? Because you said NBA. Last time I checked, the NBA the isn't a race. Black. Yeah. So who's the person making making generalizations and stereotypes? Oh, it's the woke white guy. Go figure. Right. <laughs> it's like that's sort of like uh, the point. Now, if I said I ain't going around, you know, knocking up women and not paying my child support, <laughs> that might be racist. Yeah. Right. But uh, that would be because it's like now I'm picking on an individual. But I made a general statement. And then the intention was to hook somebody and have them go, ooh, have them leap past what I was saying to make conclusions to try to jump to conclusions and say I was talking about a black man. Yeah. You know, I wasn't. I was just talking about being a sports figure. (laughs) You know, who's the most famous guy to (laughs) knock up a woman and leave her? Tom fucking Brady, motherfucker. And who's the most famous guy to fuck so many women and not have a kid? Motherfucking Will Frey, Will Frey, Chamberlain, Chamberlain, not Frazier. Will Chamberlain. Will well, you're Chamberlain. younger than I am. It's it's you're yeah. forgiven that you don't remember Will Chamberlain. <laughs> he said he slept with like a hundred thousand women or something. Or yeah, 50, no, was it was it? like over twenty thousand or over so. Over twenty thousand. What was his kid? Yeah. yeah, yeah, and then it was like and never had an STD and never got a woman pregnant. That's, well, we don't know that for sure. You know, that's what he says though. What's up, like, bud? Clonish said, "Shut that," and then F word, and then up. Okay, well, I will, I will, I will, we will talk with that after the podcast. Thank you for letting me know. <laughs> <laughs> Nonstop, man. Okay, you can't do shut the f up, man. Just, just tell him to I be. Know said that the real I know one. you didn't say that real one, but he, you're implying it and you're trying to use it, and that's not okay. All right. Thank yeah, you. it's like a white guy getting up there it's and saying, saying "Ninja, word. my ninja." <laughs> Uh, uh, uh. but yeah man so it's like uh, I, uh, the bottom line is why why are people fighting each other it's like let's, let's, 
if, if somebody's putting butts in the seats, somebody thinks you're funny, it's comedy subjective and it's all up to that. Pe- you know, there's lots of people that get on my thing as I'm demonstrating a joke mm-hmm. and I just say the joke. I don't act it out. There's no audience there to laugh. So it's just, I just say it. And it's like, and there are lots of people say, oh, love, ha ha ha, love that joke at this point, blah, blah, blah. Well, I didn't even find it funny. I don't even know what it means. Like, I think one of the jokes is like, uh, uh, it's great to be here uh, in, uh, great to be here. Last week I was in Denver, Colorado doing a show for Wells Fargo Bank. They paid me 22, they paid me 3,800 bucks, which is really weird because I still owe them 22,000. <laughs> and it always gets a nice opening laugh, yeah. especially at corporates. It's a great corporate opener. Yeah. And he goes, that's not funny. I don't even know what it means. And you need to go back to remedial and school, I like, buddy. Wow. Well, that's so <laughs> that's understandable because you probably you know don't get the irony yet. You know, and so that's a you have to be a bit you have to be able to understand complex thought. The irony yeah. is, I'm working for the same company I owe twenty two thousand dollars to and on a loan, but they're paying me thirty eight hundred. Mm. to be there <laughs> and it's like it free <laughs> and so basically yeah i should be doing it for free to pay off my loan but not you know but that's the kind you're beating the system yeah, uh, yes. additionally right so yes. it's like plus it's well fargo who gives a fuck right so it's like you know it's like i just saw jeff bezos in my wells fargo bank i guess he they they needed to borrow money okay boys come on all right thank you so i'll say that joke again i just saw jeff bezos at wells fargo bank i guess the bank needed to borrow money i guess wells fargo needed to borrow money uh yeah aside from making creating all these fucking fake accounts and shit <laughs> yeah, yeah well man they're in big trouble they're in big trouble i uh i did see a dude at wells fargo look just like uh uh just like um Jeff Bezos. Oh, Bezos. <laughs> that man is the richest man in the world because but well, he doesn't know. That's never mind. I can't sit there and use that joke. I would use that joke for Elon. Never mind. I'll 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 stop Elon. This. Elon's Elon's Elon, Elon what Forbes just came out and said this said that his uh said that uh X is now worth twelve billion. It went from forty-four to wow lost I think seventy-one percent of its yeah. value. That's got to hurt his soul. And, he, you know, Elon himself said it was worth 18 or 19 billion. Yeah. You know, and it's like, man, you go, you come into a company, buy for 44 billion. They even put and, an AI in that shit and it still ain't doing anything. Speaking uh, of, I got to cancel that. <laughs> your, your ex? No, yeah, the ex, because I, I signed up for the, like the plus to try out their AI. It's called like Grok. Shit sucks. So I'm like, I'm done. Yeah. Well, he's going to try things. And it's like, I want to get, I'm, I'm just going to tell people I'm getting off of their, it's just getting too, it's too, you know, like, it's feeding me a bunch of shit that I don't even want. Where is, before I used to be able to customize my experience by, you know, what I liked or don't like block some shit and they wouldn't, but he intentionally feeds you this stuff. Yeah. Cause now, and then the validation system is meaningless. No, you got to pay. Which we said at the beginning to get the blue check, it's like anybody can have a blue check. In fact, uh, somebody who was it, uh, who was suing, um, I forget who it was. Somebody was suing the politician, um, was suing, um, um, you know, what's his name? Uh, Liam Neeson, because there's a Liam Neeson. (laughs) <laughs> who's been on there for he's like a troll he's been like he's like left-wing liberal guy he's like it's not a tr- he just posts a lot of shit he always yeah. makes fun of people points out shows videos stupid things people said uh on the right and he's basically been on there for a while and it says liam nissan and he's got a tm next to his name so it really people automatically think it's liam neeson <laughs> and it's not and it's like so somebody i forget it was like i think it was like some i think it was like a, a, a marjorie taylor green or oh lauren bobart or one of these other clowns who was suing now liam nissan liam neeson because she thought that liam nissan was liam neeson oh my god he's got a blue check <laughs> what an idiot dude Ugh. but so it's like people that's why the blue check is worthless 
Yeah. But he doesn't want to have he doesn't want to have a staff there because he hates he hates workers. And he you wants know? to control the human. He wants, he wants to be to, part he of wants human to people. Control yeah. the entire thing. Yeah. That's like that's like with this whole Neuralink. Uh, this uh, yeah, having your brain hooked up to a, a chip in your brain. No fucking way. You trust that guy? No sir. No sir. He'll be trying to control the, the man who allows world. His, allows his wife or his, the woman of the woman of his the mother of his child to name him. No, that's that was him. They, he that named was it. his idea today. The yeah, kid that, it's his oh idea. She was against it. Uh, oh my god, the guys! I, I don't understand. I don't uh, understand it. And there's a lot of Musk people that you know. They're such fans, right? They're just like it's just like the Trump thing. They're such uh, fans. They don't even look at the logic of something. They just, oh, how dare you? You know, they probably vote for Musk if he ran. They would. They would. But he can't. He's not a citizen, right? He's, he's not a natural that. born citizen. Yeah. yeah. You know, he could probably be governor like. Uh, oh, yeah, totally. Governor, congressperson, senator. I want to try to be governor like fucking Schwarzenegger. Like, yeah, yeah. people, people, that's how, how quickly people buy into celebrity. You know, you know, Trump was a celebrity apprentice. So they think that all of that shit he did on there, that he's a legit businessman. Yet he tanks every business he does. Same thing with Elon Musk. Yeah, That's it, why they fired him. Fired him at PayPal. Did you know this? He wanted to name PayPal X. X yeah, he wanted to name everything. Like majority of everything is X. Like if you look at the cars, the way he has all the models of his Teslas, he's supposed to spell sexy or some shit like that. It's stupid. He's a fucking idiot. Yeah, That's so dumb. It's yeah. like just put out a good good product well, that yeah. that your customers will be pleased with, you know, rather than put not out- be such a big douchebag. <laughs> That's right. So now my wife is stuck in uh, an extra day in uh, and whatever St. Louis. She's in St. Louis. Oh wow! We're supposed to fly out uh, today, or fly out to another, do another run today, and somewhere else. But because Boeing grounded the Max Nines. Oh shit! Uh, she's like, is that because of that? That's oh, because I saw that headline of the yeah, last pa- right? panel falls off a fucking plane oh, mid-flight. They're at like 16,000 feet, and all of a sudden a panel pops off, ah! leaving a gaping hole in the plane. Oh, no bueno, man. It's like, what the hell, man? And it's like, I'm like, that's not Alaska's fault. That's Boeing's fault. Man, but the fact to- of the matter is, they had to figure out what happened with that. So Alaska immediately grounded their MAX 9 flight, uh, fleet mm-hmm. and put them through inspection. And I said to my wife before she left, I said, uh, is your trip going to change because of this whole MAX 9 thing? She goes, no, Alaska's already inspected 25% of them all, and they're on track. Everything's, everything's flying. I said, well, uh, that's not the... That's not the uh, FAA. Uh, so we'll see. The FAA has yet to speak. And she goes, uh, nothing's going to happen, Jerry. Oh, oh, that's right. I don't know anything about your industry. Sorry, because she said that a long time ago. You don't know anything. You can't, uh, right? Don't talk about my industry. You don't know anything about it. <laughs> so then she texts me and she just so she texts me this morning. I'm uh, uh, so what was it? She texts me. Um, oh, by the way, I'm probably going to get in trouble for this because I'm not supposed to do any jokes about my my wife. Now, you can't do any jokes about me. That's why I now uh, have a girlfriend. girlfriend. Uh, so she said um, she basically texts me uh, last night uh, at 1130 p.m., which was, of course, meaning she was up. Obviously, if she's up, meaning she's not going to work next day. She's like, um, my whole day tomorrow is basically canceled due to the issue with the Max 9s, um, but I should be home same time late Monday night. And I said, uh, I said, oh, that's too bad. Wonder why that happened. I don't I can't say anything because I don't know anything about her industry. Well, the FAA hasn't, hasn't chimed in yet. And they grounded the entire fleet. So the entire Max 9 fleet. Jesus, that's wild. So it's like the entire fleet, not 75% of them, not that 25% of them, the entire fleet, whether or not they inspected them at all, because the FAA wants to inspect them now. Not... Yeah, because they, yeah, they, yeah, it's not fucking private. They want to make sure people, FAA, try to have this shit come back on them. Right. FAA is not the FDA. The FAA cares. <laughs> right. The FDA just wants a little kickback. They're they want the money and they'll put, your, yeah, they'll put your shit on. How much stuff has they, have they fast-tracked that comes out killing people? Right. Like, that's because they didn't do their, their work. 
And and by the way, if you come out with something that might be a solution, you can't say it. If you do, then you can go to jail. Yeah. Like, uh, welcome to a free country. Who was it? Who said this? Was it you? Was somebody else talking about going to uh, Thailand? Uh, I, I need to travel, but I've not said anything about going to Thailand. Yet. You're going to Thailand, or I think it was Thailand. You're going to Thailand, and they go. To, they have these uh, ping pong shows and and things like that. Have you heard about these ping pong shows? If, if you're referring to what I think you're referring to, where they pop out, yeah, I've, I've heard. Of and other and other objects. I need to like be that. more cultured, like most I know. Shows and some other of these things. Yeah. And, yeah. and yeah. Uh, one of the guys who said he would travel to Thailand. He was saying, yeah, he said, I remember when I traveled to Thailand, they were telling me about all these things. He goes, oh, yeah, it's, an, it's fun to be in a free country, huh? <laughs> and he was mocking the fact that America says we're a free country. We're not fucking free. country. And they pose all these restrictions. Oh, so much stuff. So much. So much. Yeah. All right, well, let's wrap it up. Let's wrap it up. Wrap it up. All right, y'all, we appreciate everybody listening and checking us out. Um... Tune in next week to where we'll be talking about some more stuff. I'm one of your hosts, Teddy B. I'm Jerry Corley. And we'll check you guys out later. Peace. Peace.